3: Okay, three, two, one. Welcome to the Hey Haney Podcast, Saturday Strong Edition. Tim, turn your volume down. I, I saw that I blew you out there. With my enthusiastic intro into today's episode, week of the Sony Open. Uh, gosh, I did, uh, you know what I like about golf this time of year, especially golf in Hawaii this time of year, is that we get to watch it after work's done. We get to go home, have a dinner put the tube on and watch a little golf. Where would you rank golf in
4: your background television
3: rankings? Do you have background television rankings? I do. And, uh, I would put it another sport I can relate it to right away is baseball. Because when you're, when you're showing, they've got limited coverage over there. First of all, uh, NBC golf channel, or they call themselves golf. Now they're the definitive golf platform. Uh, they're showing uh, just a few holes. They're showing a few players. Uh, yesterday, I was watching uh, the first round, and they, you know, they showed the guys that were Kevin Na, who won the tournament last year. They're showing Cameron Smith, who won last week and won the tournament two years ago. Uh, you know, they're showing them a lot. Taylor Gooch, who, who, you know, so they fill in the time, the commentators, the broadcast with stories. And they're talking, you know, just like baseball does. There's so little action in baseball that you've got to fill in. You've got to have the stories. You've got to have the anecdotes. You've got to have, hey, look at how beautiful the ocean is. And hey, it's, uh, you know, look at that. It's low tide right now. (laughs) Who cares? Who cares? Look at these
4: surfers. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Now, you know, predominantly men watch this. Broadcast. I mean, I'm not saying that no women watch it, I, but but predominantly the golf audience is is men. And if you're going to show the beach, you got to show some beautiful women on the beach. <laughs> don't don't show some guys with their feet hanging in the water sitting on a board, uh, and don't show the low tide. So where are you, so where does golf
4: lay on your background television? Do you have favorite TV shows that are I was channel surfing
3: background television. Def, definitely channel surfing yesterday or last evening. Hmm. I went between, I kept looking, I kept surveying the, the landscape, you know, I went to the menu and, uh, I kept find myself being drawn back to the shark tank. Oh, the shark tank. I love yeah. the shark tank. So I go a little golf, a little shark tank. Who's your favorite shark tank shark? Uh, you know, I, I got, I got to like Mark Cuban. Yeah, uh, You can tell he's one of the most respected on there. He's, he's got the most money um he has some vision has some good insights i mean all of them are in their own way i like barbara corcoran um what about mr wonderful mr wonderful i like i like his his he t- typically is a pioneer he is the bryson de chambeau of the shark tank <laughs> don't you think because uh, he's, he's always different. coming he's coming up with a lot of different uh uh Not bids, but uh, offers for these entrepreneurs. He gives the worst offer. Well, he gives the worst
4: deal, and then all the other shark tanks, sharks criticize him
3: for it. Well, like he says, you know, he is a sophisticated investor. He's looking at making uh, a return. Now, Damon John, the guy from Fubu, his focus is helping people that couldn't normally get help uh, from a financer, from a partner. he keeps talking about, hey, being on this carpet here, when he's referring to the presentation area that the prospective partners of these sharks, the entrepreneurs are pitching their idea. And Damon thinks that that, that spot is a, should be a sacred spot. If you have already have a successful business, you don't deserve to be on the shark tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, there's different views on that. Some of the guys said, hey, you know what? I want to, I want to invest in a company that just needs to get a little bit of, of of gasoline poured on it to really get it to explode, to get it to catch on fire. So, I mean, I like I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not. Uh, I don't know if I'm the greatest entrepreneur, but I do own my own business, and I'm always looking at at ways to not necessarily add things, but to make it so it's a consistent product. And that's what the PGA Tour is trying to do. They're trying to make a consistent product that people can depend on. That hey, you know what? When I when I tune in, I'm going to see great shots. I'm going to see guys that I rec- uh, recognize. I'm going to see some some great golf courses that I may never play, may never be to, you know, yeah. may, may never go to. And uh, that's what I like about it. Now, I did have a third channel surfing uh, option. Yep. So I had the three. I had the Sony Open. You were watching basketball. I, I had the Shark Tank. And then I had the Bruins versus the Flyers, <laughs> the NHL. Yeah, And I guarantee you that's what Hank was watching over there at, uh, at his house because he's got a son that plays ice hockey. So they're trying to watch the, the best of the best. And Hank is, I'm sure, coaching them a little bit. Hey, look where that guy's going. Look where this guy's going. Look where he's not going there. Trying to coach his boy up. Understanding the game's important, just like understanding golf's important. Now, yesterday, if you did watch, Tim, the commentators kept saying, uh, Mark Rolfing, all the guys that were analyzing the play, is you have got to hit the fairways here. Now, you don't necessarily need to hit the fairways because you're going to be out of bounds, uh, but you could be in some lush plants. The rough was very tall there, and they have Bermuda Rough, which is uh, the thickest of all rough. Fescue rough, cool season grass is rough is not as is tough. A three inch cool season grass is not as tough as a three inch Bermuda rough. Bermuda is gnarly. Um, Kakuya is even worse. That's the Riviera, you know, Pebble Beach type stuff. Yeah. But uh, you got to hit the fairways. And mm-hmm. Cameron Smith, who won the tournament last week, the tournament of champions over there at Kapalua, that had v- virtually no rough, uh, He was in trouble a lot. Now, I don't know what he shot. I'm going to punch that up here and see what Cameron Smith. um, I I have a question
4: for you while you're looking that up. So since we're talking about entrepreneurship and great investment opportunities. Right. Something that I don't quite understand, and I understand that they don't need to, but there's also a great investment opportunity that PGA Tour players have in Hawaii that not many of them take up. Cameron Smith is taking it up this week. An investment that, opportunity, and yeah, yeah. Really? Well, investment opportunity, entrepreneurship, a great way to make money. So let me explain. Players that play in Maui at the Century Tournament of Champions, the winners' tournament, if you will. Right. Not many of them play in Honolulu. It's a 45 minute flight. Hawaii is a great vacation spot. I, I don't quite understand. It it takes 5 hours just to get to Hawaii by plane. Why not stay for 2 weeks
3: playing two Hawaii golf tournaments and gain more money? That's a, that's a great question. Now these guys are planning their schedules out. You know now the schedule is it's condensed, not in terms of the tournaments, but it's condensed in terms of you know the the timing. They're they're packed in there, and I'm punching up the schedule right now, Timmy. And what we'll see is next week we got a biggie. Next week we've got the uh, American Express tournament. Now no, that's think, not a big tournament. Well, that's the one in uh, Palm Springs, isn't it? It's
4: the it's like the old Desert
3: Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Not, Back to the main I mean, line,
4: Not really. I mean, Phil Mickelson shows up there every week because he gets paid to play. But it's not filled with a bunch of great players. It's sprinkled with a couple of decent guys that you'll recognize. But if you go down the winners, a lot of the winners in that tournament are, are, are guys that have never
3: won before. Right. Yeah. You've got you have got another number of tournaments coming up so like if it were if it were me like if I were Justin Thomas and say no i don't know if he's playing i didn't see his name this week but i will scan it no he's see. not playing okay so you've got the sony then you've got american express and then you've got the farmers insurance open now they are That's going to be. yeah yeah so are they playing the us open when are they playing the us open at uh, Torrey pines again um i'm not sure we'll where have they're playing we'll have to, we'll to take we'll have to take a look but then uh, guys will take, most guys, a lot of, excuse me, a lot of guys will play in the Farmers Insurance Open, AT&T Pebble Beach, probably, a lot of guys take that off because it is a six-hour round, it's a beating, and then you go to the greatest show on grass, and you know what that is, that's the Waste Management Phoenix Open after that, you get Tiger's Tournament, the Genesis Invitational, then they're done with California.
4: The U.S. Open is being played at the Country Club in Brooklyn, Massachusetts. Bru- Brookline,
3: yeah. Okay, Brookline, yeah. okay. All right. Well, I'm going to have to check to see during one of our breaks. I'll check to see when they're going to be playing the U.S. Open at, at Cory Pines again. Hmm. So, I mean, you know, you don't know. I mean, they talked about it yesterday on the broadcast that, a lot of these guys are trying to get their points. The the big story yesterday, Tim, was not about how great these players are and how you've got some dominant play and all that. The the biggest conversation yesterday was that at the end of the year, the difference between the 125th player on the FedEx Cup and the 126th player historically has been like one point. A few years it's been a fractions of a point. Yeah, most so points, of the time it's just like one shot. It's not yeah, even, it's, it's one point in one shot. Yeah, right. Exactly. So making one, making one more cut, making you know, toughing it out, playing in a tournament that you wouldn't normally play in. So it. They're talking about these guys that are barely hanging on. That's the big story yesterday. That hey, you know what? They've got to make their putts now because in six months from now they could be teetering on not having their, their PGA Tour card.
4: Talk about awesome. background television.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, so who cares? It's just like talking about the NHL. Hey, you know what? This guy that missed that open net right there, that's going to cost him the playoffs. Yeah. That's so far away. Oh, and you awful. take that to baseball, who has 400 games in a season? Yes. Who cares? Yeah, who, cares? who cares? But let's talk, about, let's talk about these guys. Like, For example, you've got a guy like Kevin Chapel who's been injured for a number of years, uh, has been battling, has, has had some, was a dominant player back six, seven years ago. Now he's back up toward the top of the leaderboard. Who is this? Kevin Chappell. Kevin Chappell. Yeah. And you've got a guy that's in second place right now. That's on the senior tour, Jim Furyk. He was a sponsor's sponsor's exemption. I mean, he played great. So, this, they say this is the type of course. This is not uh, necessarily a bomber's course. This is a placement course. And a lot of the guys that don't hit it that far, Tim, have to pick their spots, and this is one of the spots that they pick. You said that
4: Kevin, Kevin Chappell was a dominant player six years ago.
3: Six or seven years ago? What? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah so, but I pulled up his PGA well, yeah, Tour okay, stats. You're going to make me into a liar? <laughs> Are you calling Bernard Langer a
4: liar? <laughs> um he won the Valero Texas Open okay. and lost in a tour championship playoff to Rory McIlroy.
3: How much did he win that year? Uh I don't know. I'm on Wikipedia. It doesn't oh, say. Oh, okay. Okay. Here. I'm I'm gonna we're we're gonna take a break. We're gonna have well in a second we'll take a break. But when we come back from the break, I'm gonna have the vital stats on. Kevin Chapel, and let, let you know why when I speak I speak the truth I don't speak uh, just guessing
4: yeah and we also have to talk about one of your
3: great predictions last week that oh. was
4: so close to coming to fruition but uh you invested and you lost big time
3: I, I had a I had a stinker too you had a stinker okay yeah you saw, you know, you know. I, yeah yeah I, I'll, I'll uh I'll give you the stinker of okay that too I, I it, it it upset me Okay, But, but we'll
4: sounds talk good. about that too. We'll get into all of that stuff on this show. But first, go to HaneyUniversity.com and you can sign up for a golf lesson from Hank Haney. He is back. He is teaching with his good buddy, Rick Silverman. So if you go to Haney University, you can sign up for a golf lesson. It can be a golf school. It can be with a group of guys. Hank has a great studio at his house. But you also go to the golf course, it sounds like. So go to HaneyUniversity.com. And sign up for a golf lesson today. We'll be right back on the Hank Candy podcast with the great predictor, Steve Jones.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions
2: may apply. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles or even a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers, that means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today.
1: Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed.
3: Welcome back to the Hank Caney Podcast, Saturday Strong Edition. You know, we are giving lessons over here, too, at the golf ranch here in Dallas, Texas. So for any of you podcasters that uh, want to get a better game, all you got to do, do is uh, you got to send me a video first or just give us a call. You so are you send send a video.
4: competing now?
3: Against no, each no, other? no, 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 oh, no, not at okay. all. Not okay. at all. Just checking. Um, just making sure. So. So Hank, um, we've actually have, I've forwarded a lot of calls to him. People that are looking at gifts for their husband, you know, Hey, it's his 50th birthday. It's his 60th birthday. I want to get him something special. It is a, definitely an experience. Um, it's something you'll remember for a long time, taking a lesson. It's not that expensive to take one lesson with Hank. Most so no. So, I mean, anyone could do it. it. It could be, it's, it's gotta be part of your a wish list, you know, bucket um, list item right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, what were we talking about, Tim? We were talking about, uh, Kevin Chappell, uh, Kevin Chappell. Yeah. And I, I made the dominance the claim that, of Kevin. Chappell I did, said, I, should, I, I made the share. claim. I said that made the claim that he was a dominant player is what I he said. Did. Yes. Play the team back. You've got a guy like Kevin Chappell, who's been injured for a number of years. Uh, has been battling, has, has had some, was a dominant player back six, seven years ago. The, can we can, can we
4: actually can we identify what dominant player means first?
3: What does money, dominant player mon, mean? money winner m- m- money winner? Okay, Tiger Woods wasn't a dominant player. Two thousand fifteen, he was number eight. His stand final standings on the FedEx Cup was number eight, which is pretty damn good. Uh, made four and a half million dollars. Two thousand sixteen, uh, again he's he won his only win came in two thousand sixteen. And he won $3.1 million. He was 27 on the FedEx Cup at the end of the year. Uh, that's what you would call a, a, a an A-lister. Now, he fell uh, in, in 2017. He was 83rd. And then he fell to 194th, 198th, 188th. I mean, he, he had some problems. He was not playing a lot. Um, a little bit of chipping problems around and pitching problems around the greens some uh i'm not sure if he had any off course issues but he did have some injuries that kept him out he didn't play very much and he played 12 times in 2020 and 13 times in 19 three only three times in 2018 so he's had some problems this is a comeback story right here he could win the steve stricker comeback of the player of the year award if he continues his play but he's back to looks like what looks like his form um he has played in three events this year, Tim, and he's missed three cuts. Hmm. It's not good. It's not good. If you asked uh, him, I'm sure
4: he'd tell you that he's ready to win on the PGA Tour.
3: Yeah, and he's he's a
4: good player. That's what everybody good player.
3: says. Yeah, he's 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 coming into form. He likes what he sees. So that would be a good story. The Kevin yeah. Chapel last um,
4: week. It was almost a good story. You predicted John Rom to win. And we also have to get into a topic from last week. And John Rom was oh so close to winning. But Cameron Smith edged him out. What was the other prediction that you were
3: mentioning? Yeah, so I was I was close on the John Rom. I kept thinking that the when you look at Cameron Smith's swing, at the top of his swing, he points the club up to the right at the very end, like he's crossing the line. The more a player crosses the line, the more the club is going to tend to come from the inside, Tim. The more the club comes from the inside, the more the player will get pushes and hooks, and he timed it perfectly last week because he had—I mean, the fairways were huge, but he did hit a lot of—but he hit some foul balls that were still in play and managed to to hang on there with John Rahm, the world's number one player, uh, to get the victory. This week's a little bit different story. He's hitting it all over the place. I'm not sure exactly what his. His standing is after the first round, but he was hitting it all over the place. Uh, he hit some big hooks. Um, but my second prediction, and I, I, I think I talked to one of my students in, who likes to wager on college golf. I mean, not college golf, college football. Mm. And I said, uh, said, who do you think's going to win? I said, I think Alabama is going to win. You said that? The reason, Yeah, the reason I think that Alabama's going to win, they were underdogs all the way to till, till kickoff. The reason I thought they were going to win is because they have the best player that is a very is on the field that can influence a play more than any other player. The quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner, and they also have the best coach. And so I thought, you know, at the end of the day, on these big games, big players and big coaches come up big. And man, was I wrong! Hmm. Uh, you know, Georgia they had was some, favored to win. I know and they had some unfortunate injuries, uh, but you know. And they say, I mean, this is a cliche. Hey, it's tough to beat someone twice. Not when you're better than them. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not hard to beat them when you're better than them. Yeah, but, I hate that uh, take. The the Williams, the guy that got injured, the receiver that got injured for Alabama really hurt. And I'll tell you what, uh, in the first game they played was the SEC Championship. Georgia could not get to the quarterback from Alabama. And man, they made up for it this game. They were they were pancaking that guy and pressuring him, batting down balls. And uh, that little pass out in, on the side that they hope that it's a two yard pass and they're hoping that the receiver or the back can, can make something out of nothing. Well, they weren't making anything out of that. And it wasn't bad. It wasn't pretty. It was not pretty. Uh, Georgia just wiped him out. Hmm. Yeah, it was. That, that, that hurt me.
4: Ah oh, well, I think you'll get over it. Something that was crazy last week and um, up for debate, really. It sparked a lot of conversation in the golf world this week. So the PGA Tour record for lowest score in a tournament is thirty-one under par by Ernie Els back in like two thousand three, two thousand four, somewhere. Mm-hmm. And last week. Not only did Cameron Smith break the record by shooting 34 under par and winning, but John Rom broke the record finishing second 33 under par and the third place finisher, Matt Jones, who Matt Jones, uh-huh. 32 under par. We had three golfers at the century tournament of champions last week. Break the lowest score in
3: PGA tour history. What does that tell you? The players are great, is what it tells me. It doesn't tell me that the, the hole is not any bigger. It's four and three quarters inches. The conditions were perfect. It wasn't really windy. Now, the first couple of days, first day was a little bit windy, but after that, the wind laid down. Um, I, I just got to say that these guys are better players. The, the fields are deeper. These guys have to keep improving in order to stay up at the top because they've got guys that are trying to take their spots. There's a tremendous competition on the PGA Tour. And I think you're seeing the the fans are, are benefiting from it, don't you think?
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, the fans are seeing the benefit of how great they are now. Of better players, yeah. yeah. Well, how much of, I mean, I'm sure this is going to, I'm sure this is what a lot of the conversation has revolved around, but are the players better? Or is the equipment and exercises and the evolution of golf just producing this kind of score?
3: Um, I I think that uh, when you look at the last generation of golfers, or let's say two generations ago, you're you're looking at the Billy Caspers, you're looking at the Arnold Palmers, the Jack Nicklases. um, Yeah, no, they were great players. Perhaps some of the greatest players, Hall of Fame players, Tim. But, there's no fitness program there's no nutrition program there's no i mean gary player was way ahead of his time yeah but but other than that i mean you've got you've got guys that are now back in the day the team that was with the the players the travel with the players you know what their team was their team was their families their team was their wife and kids that traveled with the pga tour now the team that justin thomas is referring to is his physio his trainer, his, uh, his caddy, his uh, Chef. You know, maybe well, yeah, it, it, I mean, sometimes so those guys get together and get houses, they'll, they'll get a guy that cooks for them. The sponsorship. Um, the guys are preparing in many more areas than they used to. And uh, you know, I think we're seeing the benefits of it. Mm-hmm. And I, said, the, it it's not, I don't think it's the equipment. The players are stronger. The players are bigger. The players, the, the, tech, the teaching has gotten better. Um, back in the day, two generations ago, you'd see some pretty goofy swings. Now, you don't see all of the same swing out there right now. They're very similar. Be uh, a guy like uh, uh, Matthew Wolf. Yeah, Matthew Wolf, uh, Jim Furick. Um, they're making mistakes in an area, or they're putting the club in an area where it's very easy to get it back in position to hit. A guy like Raymond Floyd, a guy like uh, uh, Lee Trevino. I mean, I mean, guys, not really Lee Trevino, because Lee Trevino had a good swing. But there are guys now that that would but never have a, a swing. He, but he had to
4: like factor in like his super slice,
3: didn't he? Well, he can hit it both ways. He he, okay. he he definitely he liked the cut better. But his because his club tended to come in a little bit shallower than ideal, he would tend to when he went bad, he couldn't get the ball in the air. He'd hit some pushes and hooks. So on the golf course, he kept trying. His go-to shot was a cut shot. Mm. So, just like we saw, uh, I saw this yesterday. Uh, they were talking about uh, Matt Kuchar. Typically, hits his his big misses are pushes and hooks. So he typically hits a little cut shot, a little, one that little left-to-right shot. Uh, John Wood, his ex-caddy, who's now a commentator, said, "Hey." We just saw Matt Kuchar hit one of the one or two draws he'll hit the whole year on this one shot that he had to. He can do it, but they're playing away from their big miss, just like our listeners need to do.
4: Yeah. It doesn't really bother me when I see three players shooting that. I think we just need to get with the times and understand that players are going to go lower than they ever have before. Also, the golf course conditions had a big factor into the low scores. I mean, it has to. I mean, it's not like we're going to see, see a consistent 34, 35 under par every single week on the PGA Tour. When we get to the Arnold Palmer Invitational, when we get to the Honda Classics, that's when we typically see winners around 5 under to 10 under par. Tournaments are a little easier in Hawaii. There is no wind. I don't think there's anything dramatic that needs to change. I think we need, just need to embrace golf for what it is, Embrace the changes. Embrace the idea that guys are gonna go out there and make birdies, and that's what we want to watch. I mean, every once in a while, it's kind of fun to watch a little train wreck here and there. But those are for the major championships.
3: Yeah, but in every sport, Tim, players over the years have gotten better. Yeah. Even I mean, even if it's just a fraction of a second, uh, the guys that are running the hundred yard or the hundred meter dash. They're getting better. Their technique's getting better. They're bigger. They're stronger. Their training is better. Uh, now we do have the uh, steroids. steroids. Uh, but, That's not really an issue anymore, I don't think. No, nah, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but what we do see this week is that there's not many players in the top 10 in the world playing in this tournament. Yeah. Um, so they've got to come up with other stories. And it'll be interesting to see. Yesterday, the story was, hey, look at these guys got to make this putt now because at the end of the year, it may cost them. It may <laughs> cost them their job. It's <laughs> not a really compelling story in my book. No, but uh, people don't care. Yeah. Now, there wasn't a lot of top tracer. I I, re- I miss the top tracer. When the top tracer is not shown uh, regularly, it's nice to be able to see what the kind of shape the ball has, what height it has the ball speed issue or the, the feature is not really something that a lot of listeners and, and watchers can appreciate. But when you're watching, just for the podcast listeners, when you're watching a broadcast and you see the top tracer, we get enamored with the blue line that goes up in the air. And sometimes it looks like the ball is doing some type of curly cue deal because the ball goes up and it's curving one way. And then it looks like it's curving another way. Um, That's deceiving. What you need to do is look at there's a gray line that's along the ground. It shows you how the ball's flying. Is it flying straight? Is it flying? Does it have a little curve from right to left or left to right? That shows you the curve, the side-to-side curve on the ball. And one of the things you're going to see is the ball does not curve too much for these guys. Really? They'll curve it, but it doesn't curve a lot. No. They're not looking at hitting a big slinging slice or a big sling and hook. They're just looking to work the, the ball from, first of all, they're playing away from their big miss, but then they're looking at working the ball from the center of the green to the pin.
4: Well, that's what so, Bubba Watson's
3: for. Yeah, it's true. You, you it's watch true. a little He's Bubba Watson. Yeah, yeah you won't but be you can't
4: watch week. him this week. Yeah, uh, but he curves the ball pretty
3: good. Yeah. One thing we are seeing at the beginning of the year, Tim, is, and, and this is a little bit unusual from past years, We're seeing a lot of United States players in the top 20 in the world rankings. Top 20? Top 20 in the world rankings. we got top 10, Colin or Dustin Johnson, Patrick Cantlay, Justin Thomas, Xander Schauffele, Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, That's a nice uh, little... Half of the players in the top 10 in the world are U.S. players. Now you look at from 11 to 20, Sam Burns, Scotty Scheffler, Harris English, Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, Brooks Kepka, Daniel Berger. Pretty good, uh, pretty good little uh, representation of that the U.S. golf. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I yeah. like
4: that. Well, I think we're going to take our second break. Coming up next, I have a very interesting story from the New York Post, actually. It's about COVID, and um, I'll get into it next and the great predictor and i are also going to predict the winner of the sony open the great predictor did come a little bit closer than i did last week my guy was Cantley, and he finished fourth but john Rahm was steve's guy and he finished second so we'll see who is closer and who is right this week in the sony open
2: hey it's bobby bones are you looking to build this year if so
1: This conversation shows a never seen before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of 0 to 7, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that is that my baggage? It look like my baggage? I mean, I know oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: Welcome back to the Hey Caney Podcast, Saturday Strong Edition. We're, we're coming to you early on Friday morning. We uh, record this podcast. Tim's going to have our ultrasound in about two hours. Oh, really? Yeah. So you find out boy or
4: girl? We are not going to find out, but yeah, we could if we wanted to. Why wouldn't you, Tim? We like the surprise.
3: We what do you mean the surprise? We're not the like surprise was had, we're not everybody else in twenty twenty two. Tim, the surprise was, hey, I'm pregnant, Tim. That no, was the it's not surprise. a surprise. We are dry dogging it. And we knew oh, really? it was possible. <laughs> dry dogging <laughs> What
4: does that mean? Man, dry dogging we were, we were dry dogging it. We weren't using a condom. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. We, were, we, we set her free. Honestly, a condom wow. wouldn't fit, and I didn't get the mega, magnums. Well, so.
3: One of my friends called it, uh, you know, when they quit using birth control, they pulled the a goalie
4: yeah that's an obvious one that's a, that's 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 common yeah uh, <laughs> try a dry dog and it's more for masturbation actually oh. that's, that's, <laughs> that's typically what people say uh, they're dry. dry dry dog, dog?
3: <laughs> but anyway, so what is a dry dog tim what but is, is it? What it? Yeah, what is it? It's just uh, no lubricant or what? Yeah, no lubricant. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, speaking, of,
4: since we're on topic, I was going to make predictions first, but since we're on topic. Okay. Oh, man, this is unreal. Um, this is a New York Post story, so you know it's okay. real. Okay. And have you had COVID, Steve? I know you've been vaccinated, no, but no. have you had COVID? I have, okay, I have so not had COVID. So you you don't have this issue. Not that I know
3: of, Tim. Not that I know of. I may have had it, but no symptoms. Okay, asymptomatic. Yeah, good for you. Who Um, who would know if they if they have no symptoms and they didn't have it, unless you get tested all the time, which I don't. Uh, But anyway, but this might be a reason right here. This this reason
4: right here might be the reason. I mean, for you, it might not be possible um, because it might be small enough already. But it says, man claims his penis shrank one and a half inches. Because COVID dick is real. What? Yeah. Man says he lost 1.5 inches from his thingyma bobber
3: because of COVID. Wow, I've never heard that. Yeah. I've never heard that. Maybe I have had COVID. <laughs> Maybe like, I've had it a few I, times. I read, the, I read that. I read that. I read that
4: story. And I'm like, great predictor Steve Johnson. Wow, issue.
3: I didn't know that. I didn't know that's very interesting. That's more interesting than what I heard yesterday on the broadcast of the Sony Open. That, yeah. uh, uh-huh. you know that putt may cost him uh, his 125th spot on the FedEx. But that's very interesting. New York Post uh, reduction. So, penis reduction because of COVID. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, have well, you heard? Uh, uh, sticking with the COVID topic, have you heard of uh, people because it's it's allergy season right here? in uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's allergy season up in Minnesota yet, but it is here. We're getting the northern winds. The mountain cedar uh, gets a lot of people are allergic to that. The flu season is here. We've got the coronavirus. Have you heard of people getting the flu rona? Both the flu and corona at the same time. Wow, that's hard. That'd be a tough one to overcome. Man. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got the body aches and you're not feeling good. Gosh, man. You're throwing you're up. Oh,
4: yeah. Man. Terrible. Thinking Maybe that's like, what I had it. last year. I don't know. It was it the
3: flu rona.
4: Yeah. That's
3: a a popular one.
4: Yeah. Uh, So the Sony Open Leaderboard, there's one recognizable well, two recognizable names. Yeah. Kevin Nahn, Jim Furyk High Tone Lee, Seamus Power. Seamus. Seamus Power. It's just so fun to say his name the way it sounds. Seamus. The way it looks. Seamus. Seamus. Okay. (laughs) I know.
3: A little risque there. Yeah. Michael Thompson what's what's risky what's a what's escape well, i mean semen? it 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 sounds like semen that's why <laughs> yeah. that's why that's why you said it I know, I know. you Tim I know you <laughs> the podcasters, the listeners they know you tim yeah they know yeah. what you're aiming at,
4: yeah, they're either laughing with us or they turned us off
3: yeah yeah Good we for get, you. i get I get some complaints,
4: yeah, sometimes, but you know what this is our personality, yeah, it's true, it's true,
3: youth ministry,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, on Wednesday night, I was going to say this in the first segment, I used a Shark Take reference to reference sin. Did you really? I, I was explaining to people that when Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we don't have to be guilty in our sin. We can go to that sin and say, you're dead to me. There like shark, like yeah. uh, Kevin O'Leary
3: and Shark Tank. Uh-huh. It's like playing a scramble. And you make a mistake. But you've got Jesus right there. He's your, he's your, he's your your A player. He's your A player. Yeah. And he comes in and he fixes it even after you mess it up. Yeah. Pretty good, huh? It is good. Okay. So remember we talked about, we've talked about this a number of times. We're back to the Sony open. Yeah. Uh, That 78% of the time your winner comes from the top 10 after the first round. Now there's quite a few guys. There's 15 guys that are tied for ninth or better. And you look at uh, – I'm looking at –
4: Oh, but here? Ziedenhouse just outside the top 10. Darn. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, he's not winning. He's not going to win this tournament. Sometimes in these tournaments, guys pull out. They, they separate themselves from the field. That's not happening here. Kevin Na's 9-under. Then you've got two guys at 8-under. You've got a, quite a few guys at 7-under. A lot of guys at 6-under. Then 5-under is uh, tied for 16th. Uh, I'm I'm saying that the winner could come from outside the top 10 probably won't. But if I had to pick right now, Tim, do you have a winner that you have in mind? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go against
4: the grain. I'm just going to go with my instincts on this one. And it's not a crazy pick. It's not an okay. out there pick. I'm going to go with Kevin. Nah.
3: Wow. Okay. That's very good. Uh, he's just starting his season, uh, you know, it, just getting going. Uh, he's won here before, which is a big deal. Uh, you don't, you don't think Jim Furyk can get it done, huh? I don't think so. Okay, he's won there too. He's won before. What about you, our, our man uh, El Chipo No Gimme, Matt Kuchar? He's won twice there. He won back. Yeah, to I saw back. him there.
4: Yeah, he's three back after round one. I don't
3: know. Seems a little too far. Okay. I'm narrowing it down here. I've got two guys that I think that have a good chance to win this tournament. Um, One really good putter. They're actually the, they're all good putters, um, but he gets in a ro- he, both of these guys get on a roll where they start making just a number of birdies. And th- in the first round, let me tell you how many birdies this guy made. Uh, Who are you talking about? Three. I'm talking about Russell Henley. Mm-hmm. He made uh, he made eight birdies, no bogeys. Uh, he is a pretty straight hitter. He very much in control of his body and the ball. Good putter. I like Russell Henley. And I also like who's right there with him. He hadn't been playing that great over the last few years. Uh, he was 158th on the FedEx cup coming into this week. Believe it or not, Patton Kazire. I think uh, has an opportunity. He didn't make a lot of birdies, but he did make an eagle on the ninth hole. He has uh, five birdies and an eagle through one round, no bogeys. This is a, a tournament where guys are not making a lot of bogeys. You can't pick two players; you got to stay with one. Okay, I'm I'm narrowing it down here. But if I had to pick one, you know, I'm alohaing. Russell. Aloha, Henry. Russell Henley. Aloha. 56th ranked player in the world. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, I like him. I mean, he's he's streaky too. He's got to get on courses like he won in Houston. Uh, Sung Kang was leading by three shots going into the final round of Houston a few years ago. And Russell Henley shot like 62 the last round under conditions that were tough. This is a big tournament
4: for Russell Henley because right now he's ranked 42nd in the FedEx Cup rank. And we all know the top 30 make it to the Tour Championship.
3: So a putt that he could miss this week could cost him the top 30. Yeah. Ooh, It's a big okay. week for him. Yeah. You know, and it uh, just, it gives you some confidence. It, g- mm-hmm. it does give you confidence going back to the mainland. Long season. Uh, we're going to be talking every week about uh, who our favorites are. It is like a roller coaster for these guys. They have seasons and weeks of good play. And then... They go down on the other end, the downward slope a little bit, and then they'll come back. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of record scores, especially if we get some nice weather uh, on the West Coast in San Diego, Los Angeles, Pebble Beach. We'll see some low. We'll see some low numbers. Yeah. Uh, it looks like maybe Jim Furyk is going to play a few tournaments in on the PGA Tour before he gets wound up on the Champions Tour. You know? Yeah. Because he's Wolf he cohen, leading the yeah. way. He's done well at uh, he's done well at Pebble Beach, he's done well at almost every v- venue that's coming up. So, the tough ones for him are, are Tory Pines and also the Riviera. Yeah, all right, everyone. I think that's going to do it for this podcast. Steve,
4: you have anything else you want to share? Well, we I really
3: want to know if it's a boy or a girl. Yeah, I, I, that's I really want to know. Well, maybe so you can, can contact the person that's going to, you know.
4: What, what do you even call uh, ultrasound technician? Technician, technician? okay, think, yeah, maybe. I
3: think the uh, the actually the obstetrician does it. I think your doctor is going to be doing working the the uh, sensor over the stomach. Yeah, yeah. So, well, how much yeah. is Haley showing now? She's showing quite a bit. She's showing a little bit. Yeah, you can definitely tell there's something there. Really. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get a photo. You got you got to document these.
4: Yeah, we're not a big maternity photo. You know how you kind of see those people in twenty twenty two with their hands over their stomach, with the husband behind them, and you know it's just eh. we're really?
3: not really into that. Really? You ever seen the maternity the maternity photos on social yeah, media? But I mean, you know what? Here's here's one of the things: your son or daughter, whatever you have is going to enjoy looking at these pictures. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Oh, we'll take enjoy... a picture
4: of her ourselves, but we're not going to take a picture of her and throw it all over social media and get professional photography done just because okay, You don't she's have pregnant. to do that. You don't yeah, have to yeah but that's what good... people
3: do. That's what I'm saying. We're not going to do that. So here's what we're going to do, Tim. This is I, I, I think this would be great for the listeners. You're going to take a photo of Haley, f- front view, side view. Then I will predict the gender of the baby <laughs> i love it okay how about yeah. that we'll do okay. that all right yeah. and all i'm right, putting to next time if i can get that if i can get that photo the profile from two angles the down the line view and the front view and you can send in a video by the way down the line <laughs> which is down the line which is where i can see where you're aiming i can see your swing shape i can see where the ball goes uh, that's the down the line send me a little video tell me your big miss s johnson at champ golf net. Send me your video. A lot of you have been sending them, and you've been telling your friends too. Tell your friends. Send a video in. I'll send it right back. Uh, that is my public service. That's that what is, you do. Yeah, that yeah. is exactly what I do, and I, I have a pleasure. It's, just a, it's a pleasure doing it and helping you. I'm very excited to see what your prediction of our our uh, baby's going to be
4: because Haley and I have thoughts. We have predictions of what it's going to be, and we actually have the same prediction. Will the great predictor align with us? That we're going to get into that next week for the next Saturday Strong. Hank, we'll be back again next week. Everyone, hit bombs, make putts, and leave the flagstick in, because you will be a better golfer. And what was it? No, what was it called? No dry dog in it. No. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about that too. No raw. I think it's a raw dog. Raw not dog. A dry dog. Uh. Raw dog. <laughs>
0: most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.
2: Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers, that means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today.